This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, July 6th, 2023, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Ben Anderson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, an SUV crash at a London school kills an eight-year-old girl. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will be in with the Metro Hanson weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 86 degrees. And now on to our top story. Russia has fired cruise missiles at a western Ukraine city far from the front line of the war, killing at least five people in an apartment building. Ukrainian officials said it was the heaviest attack on civilian areas of the city of Lviv since the Kremlin's forces invaded Ukraine last year. The nighttime attack early today destroyed the roof and the top of two floors of the residential building. The city's mayor says around 60 apartments and 50 cars were also damaged. U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Bridget Brink described the attacks as vicious. Lviv province's governor says the youngest of the five people who died was 21 years old and the oldest was 95. French courts are working overtime in fast-track trials for more than 3,600 people arrested in unrest sparked by the police killing of a 17-year-old boy captured on video. Courts opened their doors through the weekend with hearings about an hour long and same-day sentencing. The killing on June 27th brought to a boil simmering tensions between French police and young minorities and housing projects in disadvantaged suburbs. The violence has left more than 800 law enforcement officers injured. The unrest has largely died down in recent days, and legal proceedings are just getting started. London police say an 8-year-old girl has died and 15 people were injured when an SUV crashed into a private elementary school on a narrow road in southwest London as the children were celebrating the end of the school year. The crash in the Wimbledon district was not believed to be terrorism, and the driver was taken into custody. The Metropolitan Police's local police commander for southwest London said the girl died at the scene today. Police were called to the study preparatory school at 9.54 a.m., along with paramedics on the ground and air ambulances. The chief paramedic for London Ambulance Service said the 16 people were treated at the scene. Ten of the injured were hospitalized. Coming up, a West Virginia police officer fatally shoots unarmed man who claimed to have a gun. That and more news from across the Tri-State with News Center 88 returns right after this. the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Loop takes it away. He has a two-on-one. Gets it up to Kelly, and Kelly slams it home off the right side. Gordon tips it to Matt Freeman, and Freeman spots up and scores! Matt Freeman, golden goal for the herd, and the herd is still alive! Quarter spot up three. That's on the way. In and out of the cylinder, no good. But Scott with the follow, the finish, and the foul. Down to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, the 10, 5, touchdown, thundering herd. A 93-yard kickoff return for the redshirt senior, DeAndre Reeves. Rosito sends it near side in the near side corner, and it's a goal in the win for Marshall. One-two delivery on the way. This one's sent for a ride. Dropping back at the wall. Northley looks up. Watch it fly. It's out of here. A home run. A walk-off two-run bomb from Emily Cooper. WMUL-FM, Huntington. 
Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Ben Anderson. An emergency room physician has been named the first board director of a nonprofit tasked with distributing much of the state's over $1 billion in opioid settlement money. Dr. Tony Kelly, who has decades of experience working in hospitals in the southern West Virginia coal fields, will be the inaugural director of the 11-member West Virginia First Foundation Board. That's according to unofficial results shared during a public meeting at the Raleigh County Courthouse in Beckley. Officials' results will be certified within a week. The foundation was recognized by the state legislator and Governor Jim Justice earlier this year. Groups hoping to enshrine abortion rights in Ohio's constitution have delivered nearly double the number of signatures needed to place an amendment on the false statewide ballot. Yesterday, Ohioans United for Reproductive Rights said they dropped off more than 700,000 petition signatures to Republican Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose's office in downtown Columbus. LaRose now will work with local election boards to determine that at least 413,446 are valid, which would get the proposal onto the November 7th ballot. Group members called their submission, quote, a huge step forward in the fight for abortion access and reproductive freedom for all, unquote. Abortion opponents downplayed the number of signatures submitted, saying they were collected with help from paid gatherers. Authorities in West Virginia say a police officer fatally shot a man who charged towards him after claiming he had a gun. Officials in the city of Huntington said yesterday that the man threatened to shoot someone and blow up a house. He was identified as 25-year-old Ahmad Abdullah of Detroit. Officers responded Monday to a report of an armed man making threats and saying he intended to destroy a home. Officials say Abdullah then immediately charged at the officer who shot him. Huntington police found that despite the claim, Abdullah did not possess a firearm. The officer has been placed on administrative leave, and the investigation is ongoing. Coming up next, two New Jersey firefighters died battling a blaze deep in a ship carrying 12,000, excuse me, 1,200 vehicles. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu WMUL, or find us in Communications Building Room 204. Please, help us prevent the robot uprising. Neighbors. <laughs> uh, am I right? If you're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patience. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. One. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. Two. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. Three. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Your place in cyberspace. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm Ben Anderson. 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is defending an anti-LGBTQ video uh, his campaign shared online that attacks rival Donald Trump for his past support of gay and transgender people, despite some of his fellow Republicans calling it homophobic. DeSantis said in an interview yesterday that the video was, quote, totally fair game, unquote, because its intent was, quote, identifying Donald Trump as really being a pioneer in ejecting gender ideology into the mainstream where he was having men compete against women in his beauty pageants, unquote. The Law Cabin Republicans, an organization dedicated to representing LGBT conservatives, called the video, quote, divisive and desperate, unquote, and said it ventured into homophobic territory. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers' partial veto that attempts to lock in a school funding increase for 400 years drew outrage and surprise from his political opponents. But it's just the latest creative cut in a state that once had the Vanna White and Frankenstein vetoes. Wisconsin governors have the most powerful partial veto power in the country because, unlike in other states, they can strike nearly any part of a budget bill. That's exactly what the Democratic Evers did yesterday with a two-year state budget passed by the Republican-controlled legislature. The move is expected to be challenged in court. A New Jersey fire chief says two firefighters were killed and five others injured battling a blaze inside a docked cargo ship carrying more than a thousand vehicles. It happened last night at Port Newark. Fire Chief Rufus Jackson says responding firefighters found five to seven vehicles ablaze inside the ship and tried to put it out but were pushed back by the intense heat. The blaze quickly spread from the 10th floor to floors 11 and 12. The Newark Fire Department got support from other companies across New Jersey and New York, and they were able to recover the two firefighters' bodies. The National Transportation Safety Board and the U.S. Coast Guard are investigating. Coming up next, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast when New Center 88 returns right after this. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 86 degrees. Today, the high is 91 and the low is 69 degrees. Scattered thunderstorms are expected in the evening with mostly cloudy skies after midnight, and the chance of rain is 60% overnight. Tomorrow, the high will be 88 and the low will be 66 degrees. During the day, we will have some cloudy skies and winds up to 10 miles per hour. Tomorrow evening, the clouds and winds will clear. 
Looking into the weekend, Saturday we will have a high of 88 and a low of 67 degrees. In the afternoon, it will be very cloudy with a chance of rain, and into the evening that rain will become thunderstorms. On Sunday, the high will be 82 and the low will be 65 degrees. The thunderstorms from Saturday night will hold into Sunday morning, but those should clear by Sunday evening. The weather word of the day is typhoon. A typhoon is a tropical cyclone located in the northwest Pacific Ocean that has sustained winds of 74 miles per hour or greater. When a typhoon has sustained winds of 150 miles per hour or greater, it is called a super typhoon. A super typhoon is only 7 miles per hour short of what would be called a Category 5 hurricane if it were located in the Atlantic Ocean. Thank you to weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 86 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Coming up, Cincinnati Reds rookie Ellie De La Cruz homers after umpires had him remove knob piece from bat. Stay with us to find out more right after this on News Center 88. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. And finally today on News Center 88, Cincinnati Reds rookie Ellie De La Cruz pointed at the knob of his bat after hitting a 455-foot homer at Washington in a reference to the removal of a plastic covering earlier in the game. The 21-year-old De La Cruz, a key engine behind Cincinnati's rise to the top of the NL Central, had an empty sensor cover on the knob of his bat, but it was removed after Nationals manager Dave Martinez questioned its use before the infielder batted in the second. Major League Baseball said, quote, the housing, unquote, is permissionable. And that was communicated to the Nationals. De La Cruz then led off the fifth with a massive drive to right center. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Ben Anderson, Rebecca Law, Nathaniel Hara, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Luke Hamilton, and your thought of the day is... Laws are like sausages. It is better to not see them being made. Otto von Bismarck.